Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is episode 241, Cousin Frank on brain surgery, battling cancer, being a father, and technology these days. Cousin Frank returns to the podcast after two years. Uh, We recently reposted our episode, episode 40. This is now 241. We recorded this one outside uh, his garage up in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, in the background, if you're watching on YouTube, he's got his big fishing boat. We got like Packers posters in the background and we're just sitting on two lawn chairs. Uh, and he shares his story of having brain surgery immediately after being pulled out of an MRI machine. So um, he's been battling cancer. They've been doing scans to see if there's cancer still there and everything. They put his body through this, you know, kind of incubator like thing. And he said, in 15 minutes, they pulled him out. Usually, you know, you go through there in like an hour. So he knew something was wrong. He's got a tumor the size of a walnut. And so he, he shares this story about what's going through his mind at the time and then what actions he took immediately after uh, they showed him the image of this walnut inside of his head. So he shares that experience and how it changed his perspective, including seeing his daughter grow older over the last two years especially. We also discussed the rapid advancement of technology these days. I'm using air quotes. Uh, and we also, I like, I'm curious how to raise children with this proliferation of screen addiction. So we talk about that. He shares his trip to Memphis and Nashville. Frank, again, quite a character. And then towards the end of the conversation, I ask him, what would you advise someone or like what advice do you have for people who are having a hard time finding positivity in their life and and meaning in their life and uh he shares that with him i mean obviously he's got a really interesting perspective with all the challenges that having cancer brings so again you can uh, go back and we reposted our first episode episode 40 this is 241 and i'm so excited to share it with you why don't we just begin Welcome to Rich Conversations. I'm here with, with my cousin Frank, who's back on the show. The last time we had you on, that was episode 40, and this is going to be like 241, around there. That's, that's, that's impressive for Richie Rich over here. It's <laughs> a lot of people to talk to. That's a lot of questions to ask. That's, so, uh, it's good. You're thirsty for knowledge. Welcome back. Thanks. Uh, it's good to, good to be here. It's great to have you back. Now, the last time that we did a recording, this was June 2020. So almost two years ago to the day. Yeah, we're recording June. this in June uh, 22. We were, uh, we were at the farm by the pond. Did I have my shirt on? You did have your shirt on, so I I did require you for this episode to, to put a shirt on. I was you come out here without a shirt. I, I still don't <laughs> want to be wearing this shirt. I will stand by that decision from the second you showed up. I did not want to put a shirt on. But that's all right. That's all right. I guess okay. we're doing it for the viewers or the, the people. The, the safety of the. Yeah, yeah. The viewers. well-being of anybody that's on the other end of this. Yeah, right. Okay, I'll buy into it. But today we're uh, recording just uh, just outside your garage. We're just hanging out. We got your boat right here. We got your motorcycle. 
Yeah, yeah, things, you got stuff. Yeah, man, everybody's got stuff, you know. <laughs> it's uh, it's all right, dude. Motorcycle riding's where it's at, man. That's 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 a that's a free, you ever rode a motorcycle? I think I'm too afraid to. Dude, don't be afraid. What's there to be afraid of? I'm getting hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, there's nothing more freeing than being on two wheels, man, especially at high speeds. It's fun. It's so freeing. There's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah, I've, you've told me stories of... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I've right. done some wild things. I've been around, dude, done some wild things in this world. That's for sure, man. There's no doubt about it. Well, why don't we uh, get more into this? So this is like two years ago. Mm-hmm. What has been happening in your life the last two years? <sighs> two years, man. That is, that's almost like too big of a bracket to expand on, man. Oh, I mean, my daughter's two years older, so that's something. You know, she's definitely uh, gone from being a little girl to a young lady, and that watching that is uh different you know because she was always a daddy's little girl she always loved being with her dad she was used to when she was all baby i remember she only used to fall asleep on my shoulder and now she's this like person you know with her own really cool perspectives and her own really cool viewpoints and man when you realize that your kid is like you Oh man, so many <laughs> like you specifically. Yeah, right. You know, like Uh-oh. me specifically. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, you are my kid. That's for sure. Just some of the s- stuff that comes out of her mouth, and you know, she's an extremely social butterfly too, man. So she just had her last day of school, I think, on Thursday. And what is it, Saturday? Yeah. Saturday. So her last day of school consisted of her taking pictures with almost every single she literally has a picture with every single teacher that she knew there and like man she made it a cool day for herself and like after she came home she was so excited to show me all that stuff dude and like she's not kidding she's got like a thousand pictures with like individual pictures with everybody you know like holy she could have made a yearbook out of her phone you know so she did it all on her phone yeah yeah Yeah. Cause you you showed me pictures before. You guys went to the Dells. That was that was still one of the best times. I some of the without a doubt, man. I didn't have much money at the time, but I spent every penny I had on that trip, and that still stands out to me as some of the best times I ever had in my life. Period. Like, not with anybody else. You know what I mean? It was with my kid. Like that was an adventure, man. And uh, I'm actually going back up to that spot uh, at the end of August to go musky fishing. Which I got some new musky rods and reels too. That oh, oh, uh, Pete Mayna would be jealous, but uh, he's a professional musky musky guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good reference. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was that was an awesome time. Since then, there haven't been in much uh, much excitement. I did go to Memphis and Nashville, Tennessee, for a little while. Did you really? Yeah, that was. Uh, Boy, yeah, I feel like you tell me a lot and you didn't even tell me about that. No, shit. that just kind of glanced in my head because me and my buddy were talking about it the other day. And man, there was some life changing stuff that happened down there. And uh, so Memphis is is a cool spot, man. It's grimy. But I like that. You know, yeah. like I like that. It's, it's it's grimy, dude. Like, you you know, you're rubbing shoulders with some some questionable mofos out there, you know? <laughs> 
And uh, but dude, the music, the vibe, the whole like, dude, you just can't beat it. It was something special, man. And like, we saw this. It was crazy because we went down there with like no plans, nothing. We didn't yeah. have a hotel. We didn't. We just said, let's go down here, let's check out the scene, let's see how it goes. And man, we we were like, this is gonna be cool, dude. This is gonna be all right. And uh, yeah, man, it. We walked into the first bar. I think it was called the Juke Joint. I forget the name of the the whole place, but oh man, this dude was it it. All right, to give you a backstory. Now I'm just going to get in the story mode here. So <laughs> to give you the backstory, a long time ago, I used to work for this guy. And we were, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan, okay? Yeah. And uh, uh, we walked into the, the warehouse or whatever, and they were having a discussion. And he was listening to Pink Floyd. And we were like, oh, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd. And he's like, Pink Floyd? I'd rather listen to Phil Collins and Pink Floyd. And I was <laughs> like, what did you just say, bro? <laughs> what? So from that point on, and this is probably close to 20 years ago, from that point on, Phil Collins was off the listening list, dude. Never again am I listening to Phil Collins. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. So me, me and my boy Caddy Matty, who's who I went to Memphis and Nashville with, real cool dude. He's a cool, smooth cat. Um, uh, dude, we popped into this joint, and this dude was singing Phil Collins, man, and drumming his ass off. I've never... <laughs> in my life been to a show where I've seen somebody sing and perform with more conviction than this fella, dude. It was incredible. And like, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't want to leave this spot, dude. I got a feeling this is the best music on the strip. So like we hung out there for a while, probably an hour. And, uh, until they took a break and when they took a break, we're like, all right, let's go check out the other spots, bro. They were hands down, like miles in front of everybody else. don't get me wrong there were some great acts and some good music and like i said great vibes good food real real crazy place man and uh they were without it we ended up back there while they were playing again man and i was fortunate enough to meet the guy his name was jeremy i don't know his band name i don't know and i tried finding out and so did he and and, and we just we didn't get the band name for some reason and uh Man, meeting him was incredible, dude. He just he just blew he just blew it out of the water, and then uh, man, it was yeah, that was something, dude. Memphis was something, and I was not ready for Nashville. Nashville, so the the security guard at the place we stayed at in Memphis, real smooth, heavy set old black dude, man, cool as <laughs> shit, dude. What the fuck was his name? Ah, uh, I forget his name. He had a cool name. It was like Felix or something like that. And uh, uh, I was like, so, man, we're going, to, we're going to Nashville tomorrow. What's Nashville like? And he goes, hey, dude, he got real serious. He stood up tall, looked me right in the eye. He goes, and he goes brother, he said, Nashville is every bachelorette party within 300 miles. <laughs> and I said, what, dude? You're out of your mind. Dude. I didn't believe him. Like, I, I believe he, him. I thought he was messing with me. Dude, when we pulled into Nashville, bro, oh, my God. First of all. The amount of people, it was like being in New York City, bro. For real, I, I could not believe the amount of people that were in this pretty cool city. And it was a very heavy development city because you, all you saw in the skyline were giant cranes building new yeah. freaking huge buildings, you know? And uh, man, he wasn't kidding. Literally, and I mean it, literally by the busload, just women everywhere. And I was I was fully unaware and not ready to go to the city of Nashville because when we walked down a Broadway, and I have a picture of it, 
the amount of people in these bars and it's it's a pretty long stretch of road in the downtown area and it is packed not just and you know not like wisconsin not that like milwaukee where it's just a it's a bar it's a floor it's you know it's a floor <laughs> yeah occasionally you get it's a floor yeah occasionally you get two floors maybe three in a basement yeah. or whatever bro here like kid rock spot Dude, you're talking five full stories of women hanging out empty windows, like screaming their asses off, puking, doing all this. Like, <laughs> you just, you don't expect it. They take their buses, dude, their full size buses, and they cut the midsection out completely and put like plastic tarp and plastic, like clear plastic. So all you'll just be hanging out and all of a sudden a busload of half naked women will drive by shaking their asses at you. You can't ask for nothing better. And they're all in their country get-ups? Come on, man. So, uh, so it sounds like you had a good time on this trip. It was out of control. <laughs> it was unexpected. And, man, I, 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 like, I, like I've said, and I've had some major foot problems, dude. But, whew, I wasn't ready for Nashville, man. I just wasn't. It was so much. And it was, it was really fun, though, man. Yeah, it was a random whim thing and I again it was just one of those things that I, I wouldn't I'd do it again I'd do it again right now if you call me right now and say you want to go to Memphis I'd say absolutely man grabbing a wheelchair let's get her done dude we yeah. go you know so yeah that was something yeah, and you always you always make fun of me about Chicago and all the people there. Oh yeah, I was horrified, dude. Like that's the thing, man. My anxiety shot through the roof. I was like, "This is so many people, dude. I don't even know what to do." But the, you know, but that has a flip side too because it was so packed that you couldn't get in anywhere. And so this is where the difference was between Memphis and Nashville is that Memphis, it was like this cool, smooth, like maybe one mile ish strip, not even probably, and like. You got the opportunity to there where it was spaced out enough to where you got to sit and listen outside before you actually went in the spot and like, all right, let's listen to this dude for a minute. Stand outside, kind of yeah. get the vibe of the place, check it out, and then be like, all right, cool, go in here, have a drink, or go on to the next spot. Nashville, it was just so much in such a comp like you couldn't differentiate when you're outside one bar from the next because the people playing could literally be one half of a foot away from you with no divider playing you know what i mean yeah. and their backs would be to the street and they'd be right there playing and like you couldn't like separate the music which kind of sucked in a way because you know like i wanted to see a lot of these acts dude like some of these bands i'm a country fan i listen to country all the time and uh you know not being able to see some of those it was kind of disappointing but the party couldn't have been bigger the crowds i mean if you would have had any more people there, it would have just been like a standstill. You know what I mean? Because it was just so packed, dude. It was crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It sounds like a great trip. It was. <laughs> I recommend going to both of those cities, dude. I would say you need to visit there. But you're right. I am a diehard Wisconsin person, dude. So it's like for somebody like me to even cross state lines, it's like. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Do we have uh, I, I took a photo of your mailbox on the way in. Oh, yeah. That's... This big Packers one. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, we got it. We got it right here. Somewhere over it's here floating. where I'm pointing. It's floating? Yeah. Can I, like, hold it somehow? Yeah. Is it, if it's there? Huge diehard Packer fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the Packers right now? Well. Oh, he's got a, he's got a phone call. 
Oh, that's actually an important one, too. Hold on one second here. What's going on, buddy? I'm actually shooting a podcast right now with my cousin in my <laughs> front of my garage. I'm shooting a podcast with my cousin in front of my garage. So technically, you're on it right now because we didn't stop it to, for me to answer the phone. So a podcast. Yeah, like a, like a podcast. Like a cast that pods. He's, he's probably talking to our grandma right now. <laughs> Get out of here. A podcast? What's a podcast? <laughs> A radio now show? Now we're making fun of you. <laughs> Sorry, they can't hear you. It's just me, so the context is all funny. But uh, what can I do for you, sir? Okay, call me later. All right. Sorry about that. I don't pay attention to the off season until the first. Wait thing. a minute. I want to. It looks like you got a new phone. It's newer. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's the same phone that you've seen, but new. That's it. It's the exact same phone. Yeah, Frank has a flip phone. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Frank is old school. There's a reason I have a flip phone, Richie, <laughs> and that's to avoid all of the nonsense that goes on on the thing that they now call the Internet. When, I, when it was... <laughs> created it used to be called the world wide web oh okay so now it's the internet you're not about that uh it, it comes in handy apparently you know you got to have email these days but so then okay so you have the flip phone. phone oh yeah and it works obviously oh it works very very well yeah so then how do you this is something i'm having conversations with with friends and like raising children mm. what what do you do with janella your daughter so this is a little bit this is going to be a little bit of a different situation than anybody else you talk to because i don't have control over that okay so i i i was all for getting her a phone but i wanted to get her a flip phone specifically so she could make calls take calls and that's it yeah because the internet is full of crazy stuff man good bad ugly whatever it's all it, it's the it's the internet. it's all there. It's all there, dude. Whatever Any, you anything want. you want to see, it's there. If you have a thought, it's it's, it's, on, the internet it's on the internet. It's floating around on a microchip somewhere or another. So, you know, uh, her mom got her the latest and greatest iPhone, you know, ninety seven or whatever they are now, and uh, you know, she spends a lot of time on that thing. But it's weird to watch. So, like right now, you and me are sitting here having a conversation. Yeah, a it's, rich conversation. Yeah, a rich conversation. Right, right. So uh, uh, it's interesting. Like, when I wanted to hang out with my friends, you know, you used to have the cord attached. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? You know, that's how it used to be. And, like, it's like, do you want to hang out? Because this is dumb. I don't want to talk on the phone. Let's hang out and beat each other up or whatever the case. Play video yeah. games, whatever. And uh, that's not how kids hang out anymore. Kids just hang out on the phone. Just, they drop their phone up and shoot TikToks and... Face chats and all that's like whatever, man. Like, yeah. That's cool, dude. Like, it's hard for an old school cat like me to like make that transition because it's like, why don't you just go over there, ride your bike over there? No, nah, that's cool because she's got six or seven friends on the screen and yeah. they're all hanging out together just on her phone. They're all doing different stuff. It's interesting, you know. It's not something I'm used to, and it's taken me quite a while like you said it's been two years since we did this and that alone that one topic alone has come 
hundreds of miles since then. Yeah. You know, look what we're sitting in front of for crying out loud. Yeah. Why don't you uh, describe <laughs> well, the setting? Well, when we first did this, I believe we did have these the microphones. We did. We didn't have these cords of the audio the, recorder. The fancy, fancy yeah. setup down there. Yeah. Uh, and there was a laptop and one iPhone. Now I'm getting stared down by three cameras that, <laughs> that, I don't know, man, it's different. I mean, they're positioned crazy, and here we are. Not that this is any different than it would be if they weren't here. You know, I'd just yeah. be shooting the shit talking anyway. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it, it, but it's weird. You know, three little rectangles. Do they look like small aliens that want to kill you? You know what uh-huh. I mean? The tripods in their legs, and they're coming after you, dude. Just like in that one commercial with Serena Williams and the tennis balls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they look like, dude. Except there's no tennis ball hopper on the top of them. Uh, now that you mention it, yeah, yeah, they all right. they all kind of got eyes. Yeah. You, you see know? the big one, the main one we got on this bigger tripod. It's got two eyes. The other ones just have one eye. But they're they all got their sights set on us, man. This one's after me. This yeah. one's going to grab us both just in yeah, case yeah, yeah. his minions don't handle us. Exactly. You know, this is why I don't have an iPhone right here. Look at this. <laughs> you know, look at this, man. It's a production company right here in three phones and a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I got so then what do you, what do you, I feel like your opinion or outlook on technology might actually be more accurate than the people that use it all the time. But in five years, where do you think technology will be as far as this kind of stuff? How can you even put a cap on that? Technology is the fastest train that is, is unstoppable. I mean, because, you know, we're sitting here using it. But think about it, There's a zillion people right now trying to advance it. AI. Yeah. All this stuff, dude. You don't know where it. Look at the last two years alone. I mean, just the just the technology from my small little speck of life in this crazy world has gone from zero to a million. And just watching my daughter use it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she didn't have a phone last time when we did this, and now, you know, she can whip through that phone with her thumbs faster than some of the fastest thumb whippers in the world. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like. Okay, if that's if that's the thing, but it 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 worries me that life is gonna lose human interaction. It's always gonna be. Yeah. Know, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> cool. Later. You know, or swipe right or whatever the hell it is. You know, but uh, yeah, I guess given the way I was brought up and given the way everybody else is get being brought up, like they're they're born with one of these. Yeah. You know, think about how the first one of those right out of the womb, they, they already got their yeah. hands on the Yeah, right. They're, they're already like, hey, man, put me back in. <laughs> I was watching that. <laughs> like, I wasn't done with the season yet. <laughs> oh, no. Here he is again. It's the same person, too. It's my good buddy. Hey, man, still on the podcast. You're on it now, too, again. Uh, yeah. What up, podcast? That's what he says. Yeah, see? It's not grandma. Weirdo. Funny, dude. But uh, are we going fishing? No. I'm in, I'm right in front of my garage, mate. Are we going fishing or what? Yeah, that's fine, dude. Yeah, yeah. Keys are inside the front door. Uh, plates aren't right. But I'm just letting you know. 
Huh? Sounds good, man. I'll be here. I'll be right, literally right here with uh, iPod aliens looking at me. <laughs> so, yeah, I got you, man. Equalize them. All right, sounds good. Anyway, but yeah, technology is is endless. There's no uh, there's no stopping it. There's no slowing it down. There's only speeding it up, making it faster. Yeah, that's what everybody wants, right? Tap, and it's here now, right? Instant gratification. That's what the world's all about now, right? So, how do you more and more the expectations of people in society is instant yep so how do we as human beings have a deeper understanding of this like to live a great life it, it requires work and effort a lot of it and it doesn't just happen and you can't just wish it you can't tap a button you can't swipe anything Dude, how, take, how do we consider your, that? Take your family, for example, man. Your dad is straight up, and I guarantee you I said this somewhere on the last podcast, and whether it made it to air or not, I don't know. But your dad literally was one of the, is one of the hardest working people I know. He retired so he could get to work. <laughs> you know, like, dude, I've, I tell everybody that, dude. Like, yeah, man, Mel retired. He had to get to work. <laughs> You know, it's insane, man. Like, and that's, that's the thing. Like, that's how he was raised. This is what you do. This is how you got to do it. And you're going to do it and you do it, you know? Yeah. And now the world has gotten to this advanced spot where, right, man, instant gratification. You're never going to turn back the dial now that the monster's out of the cage. You know, you can't take this stuff away from people. You can't, it's no. here to stay. And it, like I said, it's only going to get smaller and faster and eventually it'll just be a chip in your brain or who knows, man. They make glasses with internet on them, right? That's yeah. The thing, right? See? Who knows, man? It's, it's, what are you going to do? What can you do? There's nothing you can do. You can, you can manage it as best you can, but that's the thing. That's why I have a flip phone because I just don't want nothing to do with it altogether. But it's all around you. It's no matter what yeah. you do. You know, you don't, like, like, let's take, for example, all the doctors and nonsense that I had to deal with over the last couple of weeks. 99% of it is faster if you just do it on the computer as opposed to actually calling a human being and saying, hey, my name is Frank. Here's my problems. Here's what I need. Here's what I got to do. How do we do it? Well, if you were to put in an email, you get a response in 30 seconds. You know, you talk to a human, you wait all day to hear back. And it's just, it's, that's crazy to me. That's so backwards to me because again, we're losing that human interaction. We're losing that person personability that you get with a conversation like rich's conversation you know? <laughs> like that's that's the thing man is and and you see it in some kids too where they kind of have trouble and struggle a little bit with human interaction just because they got their phone what else do they need you know it's different man yeah how would you say your perspective has changed in the last two years and what everything yeah <clears throat> well like i said before we started this is that given my situation and whether you tell them or not i don't care i don't want to talk about it but uh do you want to mention it just real quick well okay yeah i got some cancer i got a lot of cancer i got i 
Yeah, I've I've had some struggles over the last couple of years. I've had some serious surgeries too. Brain being one of them. That was something. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit because that was. I don't know if that happened in the last two years. Did I have brain surgery prior to us doing the last no. just conversations? No. So that happened in the last two years, eh? All right, we'll get into that a little bit because that was the all-time. Why don't we do it right now? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, I'm, describe I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get there. So, uh, um, yeah, that 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 is a uh, that was a game changer. So, if you want to talk about changing perspectives? Yeah, this is this is the Mount Everest of perspective changes. So prior to that, like, you know, you, you just deal with what you got to deal with. You do what you got to do. You are who you are. And uh, so I went into an MRI and within minutes, usually MRIs are an hour at least long. And like, I didn't have no problem going into machines. I didn't have no problem going to hospital. So it's a machine. What is this MRI machine so like? So it basically sticks you in this tiny little tube. And I mean tiny, dude, especially I'm a giant. You're a big guy. <laughs> It's like cramming this boat into a backpack, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's kind of how it is, dude. And uh, it's 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 not great. And the noises that the like the noises are insane. Like why does it have to make all these crazy sounds? Maybe it's doing. I don't know. I never asked him. I'm gonna ask him next time now that I brought that up. But uh, I was in that machine for I don't know 15 minutes at most. And they slid me out of there. And when they slid my fat ass out of there, right in front of me, they had the little like light screen and they had my x-rays of my head. Mm -hmm. And right in the freaking front of my head was a walnut, dude, a black walnut. It looked just like a freaking actual walnut, too. It was like the shape and size of a walnut. And I was like, that's a problem, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, this is a problem. We're going to have to fix this right now. And I was like, all right. I got to go home first. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, that's not how this works, man. Now, uh, I just, I, I didn't want to like go, I couldn't make the transition from, like I was struggling with it real bad because it's like, all right, this shit's happening, it's happening now. And I was like, listen, it's already there. Like, it ain't going nowhere. I'm going <laughs> to go home, I'm going to get my affairs in order, I'm going to come back and do what you got to do. And man, they sent in doctor after doctor. They're like, no, if you go home, this I said, listen, I don't care. I'm going to do it. Like, you guys can say whatever you want. I'm, gonna, I'm doing this because I know that I'm, I might be in the hospital for who knows. Maybe I'm not going to wake up. That's yeah. what I immediately started thinking, you know. But uh, who, who knows, man? So I came home. I took care of the things I needed to take care of. Went back to the hospital. And man, I was in a gown in a thing. Ever show you the pictures? Did I ever show you the pictures of me with that metal helmet on? I'll I think show you them. did. All right, all right. So it looked like Magneto, man. Like, it was a helmet, dude, with, like, it was like a crown. And I'll never forget they had to bring in four different doctors. The one that, the two that I were working with, they were bringing two other ones. And they picked the four spots that they were going to screw my helmet into. And all of them shot it with the needle. Like, had to count it down. Three, two, one, four shots at once. And then they screwed this huge metal freaking helmet to my head and i mean they they were not small screws these were like three eighths half inch screws man they went all the way to your skull all the way through your skin all the way into your skull marks on my skull and uh because that's how i was doing some experimental stuff for the research and all this stuff because i don't care man like 
I'm already gonna be suffering and going through bullshit anyway. I might as well let him experiment. Why not? <laughs> you know, that's spirit. Dig around and have have fun. That's <laughs> what you gotta do. You know, if you find something neat, let me know. I want to name it. You know, like that's just kind of how it is, man. And uh, so I I went in this crazy machine and they had to do all this experimental. Uh, uh, radiology and lasers and uh, gamma knives and whatever. So I got done with that, and that took a little while. That was a long process. And then they wheeled me into a room with the helmet on because I had to keep the helmet on until I got into the brain surgery because they had to really specifically – I mean, this is brain surgery, man. Like, You, know, you don't want to be off – yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Nobody sneeze. All right? yeah. Nobody freaking sneeze. Here we go. You know, like – and who knows, dude, like, anyway, they wheeled me in this room, and it literally this tiny little room with a little medical bed. It, it seemed like a storage room, kind of. It was weird. And uh, they're like, all right, you got about an hour before your surgery. And I'm like, I freaked. I was like, you're going to make me sit here for an hour? <laughs> you're going to make me sit right here alone with nobody with this thing on for an hour? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to need a pen and paper right now. And they brought me a pen and paper because, dude, it was like, the amount of thoughts, the amount of, holy shit. I mean, nothing has ever hit me like a wave like that where it's like, dude, you are about to go through something right now, you know? And it's like, I couldn't write fast enough because, I mean, the slop that I don't, and I don't know what happened to those papers either. I've looked. I told the nurse, I was like, hang on to these until afterwards. I want to read them. And maybe, I don't know, who knows? Maybe she read them and she's like, yeah, he don't want to read these. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Because I don't remember yeah, what I wrote yeah, down, yeah. dude. Like, this is, oh, man. This is going into something, number one, I've never done. Number two, that is probably the scariest moment in my life. And number three, that's happening, like, all of a sudden. Yeah. Dude. Like, this is an hour after they show me a picture of a wall in your head. So, anyway, when I go into surgery, and it sucks that I have to say that, but whatever. When I go into surgery, every single time since the first time I've ever been knocked out, Something that is big deal to me is that when they put the mask on your face to knock you out, I always make sure it's my hand that puts that mask over my face because I don't want any of these people to feel responsible. Once I, I knocked myself, I did it. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like you're con like you have the control. Yeah. You're doing this yourself. So if you go move on, you know what I mean? Like you were the last one that did it. It was your decision. Yeah. That's just my mental Thing. you know I don't, I don't know how other people do it but that's how I feel and <laughs> especially that time because I was like and I and it's funny because every time I've gone into surgery I've said something funny right before I passed out and made everybody laugh I mean, <laughs> when, they, when they did my neck surgery man which was a month that was a rough one too when they did surgery on my neck I said something so funny they had to stop surgery because somebody brought it up while they were while they were I don't know what I said. They told me too. I forgot what it was. But I said something so I was I was like, is everybody comfortable? Everybody doing good? You know, like checking on everybody else and somebody said something. I was like, You guys are doing the work. I'm just gonna take a nap, dude. You know, and oh man, it was something. But yeah, like so when I woke up from that, like I could not believe that I was alive, dude. Like, that is heavy. And like I said, the thoughts that go through your head and things that the, you really realize in that instant, in that moment, in that second, that what is important to you, you know? And the two things that I personally discovered at that moment was like, 
I wanted my kid and my kid's mom. Like, you know, she's the one who gave me this wonderful miracle, you know, and uh, regardless of our relationship status or situation, like, I was, you know, it's like that's that's what I thought about. That's where my mind went. That's where it went, dude, immediately to your kid and immediately to my kid's mom, man. Like, I, I just realized that these are the two most important people in my life. Like, you know, I, you know, your family is absolutely important. Your friends are absolutely important. But, like, you know, you don't have kids with your friends. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, unless you do. I mean, <laughs> unless you thing. do, then you do. Hey, no judgment on this <laughs> side of the recording, man. Like, hey, that's your thing. That's your thing. But, uh, you know, like, uh, it was, it was crazy, man. And the, so this is where the story gets real good. So now that I'm awake and I'm alive, like I, and I, I was in shock, dude, my buddy Andy was kicking it with me there, dude. He's my right hand, man. He's always, he's, he's seen me through all this stuff, dude. Cause I don't really like people seeing me like that. You know, dude, it's a different world. You go through emotional, some crazy emotional psychotic stuff, dude, both good, bad funny like it's all over the place so anyway there's going to be some excerpts that i can't state in this story that i have to keep out for the greater good but anyway understandable yeah yeah so anyway i'm in a hospital i woke up i got a turban in my head because i got some serious surgery going on on my head and they actually gave me a couple options of how they wanted the scar to look and i got really yeah yeah and i got the letter j for janella because I couldn't get a G like he couldn't hook it back. I was like, dude, I don't care if you got to make an extra decision. <laughs> G for that. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I, like if you're going to give me the option, I want that G right here. In my head. <laughs> Let's do it because it's never going to go away, dude. It's like yeah. done forever, you know? And uh, he was like, I can't make the incision back so you can make a C. I said, the bears get out of here. The man. bears. <laughs> so you can't make it look like a G. Just stay away from that entirely. We don't need no accidental C's up there, you know? So I had to make it a J. It was a backwards J, but it was all right. So I'm sitting there, and, I mean, I am doped up. They had me on medications. There's, of all the medications, and I don't know if I should be exposing this to your listeners or not, but of everything they can give you in the hospital, and believe me, I have been on a high percentage of just about anything they got to offer. The number one top dog, dude, is this crazy stuff they call it the lotted. The lotted? Yes. It is the most magical substance on the face of this earth. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's made. I don't know what's in it. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how they got it. I don't know where. I don't know anything about it. I don't know the history of it. Nothing. I've never even looked it up because I don't want to know. But it is like a magical potion. And when they put it in your freaking blood, everything just dissipates you just float and not for long you can get about a half hour if they put enough in you but anyway i was on all kinds of whatever they had me on and i had to do probably 30 or 40 different brain cognitive tests memory uh just everything man it these tests are you you showed me one of them uh a while back in like 1A, December. 2B, yeah, you have to like, I, you, you can't even do that with a regular brain. Like what? <laughs> Dude, and they go all the way up to 10 numbers. So they start with like, all right, we'll just do a real simple one. So I'm going to give you three numbers. Okay? okay. List them in order from highest to lowest. Okay. Two, one, three. Three, two, one. Okay. So that expands into 10 numbers. Yeah. 
And there's sometimes and they give you different orders yeah, and stuff. And yeah. sometimes there's repeats, so it's like three, one, two, two, six, four, eight, two, three, and you gotta and you gotta bring them back in order, just how it is. One, two, and figure it out. It's so there's this one test that they gave me real recently. This is actually like a week or two ago, where they give you there's an eight there's eight blocks, okay, and these blocks are they're square perfectly square like dice <coughs> and they're diagonally two different colors white and red okay okay and first you start with three blocks and they say here's a picture put the blocks in this picture okay dude when you get to like six blocks like they're giving you they're they're doing some crazy stuff dude and i'm like it makes you get so frustrated because you know, dude, this is just a block. I can figure this out. Just give me some time. But the t it's time. Tick, 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 tick. You know? So it's like, it's like, no, no, I'm not done. Hold on. Wait, ah, shut the fuck up. You know? Like you're, just, <laughs> you're just trying to figure it out, man. You know you can figure it out. You're playing with freaking blocks here, you know? Yeah. But, like, it's the clock and them watching you and analyzing you and all this stuff. And it's like, makes you feel real dumb, dude, because it's so such a simple task. And eventually, dude, I wiped all the blocks out. I don't have to play, stupid game. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. You know, like uh, Frank failed his. Yeah, test. yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He, he did a couple times, but so anyway, when I woke up, oh, yeah, Cardinal. When I uh, woke up from from all that and realized that I made it through, and realized that everything's gonna be all right, uh, I was immediately ready to leave. I didn't want to be there anymore. I'm like. I'm ready to go. And I got dressed and everything. And the nurse comes in. She goes, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I said, I'm getting out. I'm going home. <laughs> she said, no, you're not. It's, it, it's been like two hours since I've been awake, dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm on, I can, I can barely talk right, you know? And, uh, and she's like, get, get back in your gown, get back in the bed. And I already did all these tests. Like the second I woke up, they started them. Like the lady was there and like wow. started the tests and, Cause I wanted to get out of there, dude. I don't like being a, after that. The hospitals freaks me out and we'll get to that perspective in a second, but I'll finish the story. So anyway, the, the nurse is yelling at me for getting dressed and all this stuff. And like, she's giving me this huge lecture on how there's no way you're leaving in the same day. Get prepared to stay overnight. You're not going home today, all the stuff. And she, as she's saying this, the PA comes in, physician assistant comes in literally right over her left shoulder dude, right here like this far away from her and says and says you're good to go mr malcolm <laughs> and i fucking put my shirt back on i put my shirt back on i said see you later <laughs> and she's like wait 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 there's no way there's no way he's okay to go and she got arguing with the pa about how there's no way that i'm ready to leave this hospital i said i'm good to go See ya. <laughs> so I this is where it gets this is how it ends okay which is probably unlike anybody else you're ever going to meet who's ever had brain surgery that's for damn sure so not only was I out of there in less than four hours after waking up but I immediately went from the hospital and called all my friends and we all met up at Maxie's over there to eat oysters dude <laughs> yeah I went from the hospital to the oyster spot with the turban and I sat down, dude. I felt like a king, dude. All my boys were there. A bunch of, yeah, man, it was crazy. We sat there and sucked down oysters for a couple hours. What? Yeah, man, that's how that ends. I even had a drink. I think I had a seven and seven while I was sitting there too. <laughs> I know, I know it was crazy. That's how it ended. Like that was, that was the conclusion of the story was after that, dude. It's like, that's what I did. Sitting eating oysters five hours after having brain surgery. So is there ever a point 
during all of this that yeah. you've gone through, do you think you're going to live forever? I do. You'll probably I, live forever. I've had, I mean, that's just one thing that's happened. Yeah. Dude, you know, like. Yeah, I, I can, off the top of my head, I know a few other Did stories. Did I show you my scar? Which one? Hold this for a second. All right. Did you ever see that one? Whoa. Yeah. Hey, show, show that camera over there. I don't really know how, I'm gonna, how that view is going to be, but I'm sure it's there that's somewhere. A, that's a nice, tasty one. That's, a, that's when my leg exploded, man. You know? Boom. It, explo- it was all purple from my crotch to my toes, dude. Purple. Not light purple, like freaking Minnesota Viking freaking uniform purple. <laughs> it was bad news bears, dude. And that stuff, it blew up. Boom. I had to have three surgeries on it. I had a, and I was hooked up to a vacuum machine for a year after that. Like, yeah. how do you live with, you know what I mean? I told you that the other day. I know, I know it didn't make it here, but, you know, that was, that was rough, dude, just having to deal with that. Like, what are you going to do? You know, you don't want to go anywhere because, you know, you think what people are seeing of you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, even though I really don't care what people have to say about me, like I said, I'm still wearing a damn shirt, too. Uh, like... I, I like I don't care, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people's opinion of me doesn't matter. I am who I am, this is the way it is. And uh like but when you when you're in a spot like that where you have a machine hooked up to you and you gotta carry it around like it's your purse, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not great, man. It makes life complicated. I had to do a lot of stuff a lot of different ways and man, it was that was crazy too, you know. And uh I think that was within the last two years too. That that's I don't think that happened before. So, our last one either. so all these things, how do you, and I, I imagine and know that, you know, it's tough every single day. Like, how do you stay positive through it all? And how well, do you like make the most of it? Well, I'll say right off the bat, when you have a grandma like ours, it's hard not to stay positive, dude. That woman is freaking the greatest human being. She's great. That's ever been put on this planet. And you know, I got a few friends that go visit her from time to time too, just cause they want to see grandma, dude. Like I got buddies that go hang out with my grandma. You know what I mean? Who in the world has that? You know, she's that cool of a lady, dude. She's got some of the greatest stories to tell, even though you've heard them a thousand times, I'll just <laughs> a thousand and one. Yeah. You know, I love it, dude. She's always smiling, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with, you know, the people, the people that you are grown up with, you know what I mean? And how you're raised and, you know, the way you grew up and all that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, yeah, man, you surround yourself with positive people, you get positive outcomes. Look at these clowns. Yeah. You were golfing? We got a few were you people. golfing? We were. Yeah, you could tell. Look at their swagger. <laughs> they, they hit 18 and probably had 18. No, we did 18, then we got a free nine. Oh, really? Got a few more gentlemen here with us. It's Josh, it's Sam. Good boys over here. Great guys. Yeah. Well, on this uh, this last note, we're kind of wrapping up here. All right. What uh, what advice would you give to listeners and viewers on life <laughs> and how to deal with adversity? Forget everything except for what makes you happy. Period. That gentleman over there can attest to that because we've had some conversation over the last couple of weeks. But anyway, for real, that's actually where it has boiled down to. Is that honestly? You know, going back to the technology, wrapping it all up with the brain surgery and whatnot. Um, the the only thing that matters is what puts a smile on your face, man. 
Because when do you feel better than when you're laughing or when you're smiling? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything else is just filler. You know yeah. what I mean? Like things could end now, like right now during this, dude. Who knows? You don't know, dude. Like the garage could close right here and you're done. I'm right. You're I'm done. right. Yeah, you're right out. Yeah. It's the worst spot in the world. Like you just danger <laughs> right in the face. And flip it At off, least we dude. get it on video. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's what there you go. What you're talking about. Exactly what I mean. You proved everything I just said right there in a nutshell. You know, because like, that's that's how it is, man. You got to look at the positive side because the other side. What what good is worrying about? You know, like, all right, t- to dip into it. So a thought that I had that really brought me down the other day was, and and this is, you know, I honestly never stopped to think about this until real early on in all this process was. What if my kid has to go through this? Yeah. You know, all the shit that I've gone through, I don't care. I, I'll go through it. I would uh, much rather be me than you and anybody else I know because at least I know I'm going through it. I can just deal with this. You know what I mean? As much yeah. as it sucks sometimes, like, I would much rather take that responsibility than have to pass that on or give that to somebody else, you know? And uh, uh, I, thought, I thought that for a second. I was like, shit, what if Janella has to deal with this? And I lost it, dude. I started really? crying real hard. Yeah, it, like, because I never, like, through all the bullshit, you know, in the very beginning, I thought about it because I did all this gene testing that cost me thousands and thousands of dollars because insurance doesn't cover it. That's why I donated to the cancer center. so important because a lot of the R&D they do, it's not funded by the hospital. It's not funded by the insurance companies. Mm. It's funded by people who need to know this information, but they can't just do it. Yeah. That's why, yeah, go ahead. You want to freaking run some experiment? You want to tool around in there? And you want to redo a little rewire? <laughs> you know, go ahead, man. Get some jumper cables in there, dude. Fire it up. You know, like, that's just kind of how it is, man. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, we can continue after after I take care of this. I just got to go with some keys. So, I don't care. That's all right. We're at a good point right now. All right. So, all right. I definitely want to thank you for coming back on. It's been so good. Yeah, man. Always great to see you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks for listening and watching. This has been another episode of Rich Conversations. Rich Conversations. With Cousin Frank. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. I hope this podcast uh, served as both, you know, something serious and something hilarious at the same time. Cousin Frank is such a, a character, and it's always your your spirit is always lifted from him, and when you're around him. So I really enjoyed having him on, talking to him again about this on the podcast. That is, and uh, I hope you're able to put perspective in your own life. And uh, with that being said, have a fantastic day. <laughs>